It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. Tell me something good. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to yet another edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast based on the book, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders, hardcover, paperback, your, I say dulcet tones, oh, yeah. but it's a little more gruff than dulcet. It's much more gruff. Yeah, it's like, let's say uh, forte. Are you sick? I said, no. Yeah, man, not dulce, okay. not dulce, forte, forte tones. Forte. It's, it's stronger than it is sweeter. Wouldn't you say, when you it agree? It gets the job done. Like my voice. We have similar voices. We do. Not exactly uh, dulce sweet, but a little more gruff. Little there rough. are some people who listen who cannot tell us apart. Really? Except when you come up with your intelligence. Your sound... I don't know your bombs voice, that he drops. I was gonna say your voice sounds wealthier. Your voice just has it, it has a little well, that more. That would be true. It has a couple more commas on on, on that uh, before the before the decimal point. Uh, we are already to episode number ninety four. Oh, and today is t- the best looking show we've ever had, w- without question. Well, <laughs> and not not just because you and I are both here. Not just because no, no Michelle's and here. Michelle's looking at me like crazy. Well, it's double the fun. And <laughs> your guest today is a friend of ours, yes. and not in not in the wise you guy. You can way. actually introduce her. If I, you like. Boy, boy. <laughs> Thank you very much. And and not in the wise guy way. I mean friend of ours meaning friend of mine, a friend of yours as well. Without a not doubt. in the not in the not in the other way, you know, the, the old school way. A friend of ours. Hey. Not in that way. No, and by no means. But uh, she is Vice President, Community Affairs and Special Events at the gorgeous and reinvented Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. By the way, global destination now. No longer hotel casino. Oh, this incredible. is a global destination resort. Susan Renison joins us hey. here on oh, wow. the Confession Serial Podcast. Great Those to have you. making me nervous. What? Our, oh. our friend. <laughs> Your friend. Our friend. Family. Our friend. Our, our, our friend. friend. Our, I'm from Philadelphia. Be careful what you say. That's <laughs> true. No, you know what? 215. 215. 215. Notice that I said a friend of ours, right. and I don't mean that in the, in the wise guy way. I spent a couple years in Philadelphia. Did you really? I love yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I spent a couple. I'm going to tell you the, the block I lived, okay. and, and your reaction without even saying a word will tell everyone all they need to know. 73rd and Lindbergh. Oh, that's way up. Southwest. Yeah, yeah southwest. Yeah. I'm from south. Okay, well, you're good. Well, yeah, come over west. Kind of not, <laughs> not so good. Yeah, where, where Susan's from in South Philly, they park their cars in the middle of the street. Exactly. And, and you don't even have to lock your door because everybody knows everybody else's business. They know who belongs in the neighborhood who doesn't. I'm in so southwest. True. When I'm so in southwest, true. you didn't talk to your neighbors. Because they were the ones that probably going to steal from you when you left. I was never in that part of Philly. 73rd and Lindbergh? No. Lucky for you. No, well, you're when more mainline. Mainline. Ardmore. Ardmore. Center City, Society Hill. Listen, that's Ninth Street Market where he did the run. Yeah. That's where my grandmother shopped. Every Saturday, oh, she awesome. went. She'd like wring the chicken's neck. That's how we got. You know, it's amazing. Food. It's if, crazy. If you go through there now on the weekend, it still looks like Rocky. It still exactly it, looks it, like the, it. With the exactly plastic signs like on the side of the, the bodegas that say, uh, you know, Coca Cola, and it's the name of the store. It looks like it's still 1976. And my family still lives there. Really? I go back very frequently. Very nice. Yeah. Um, congratulations on the uh, ceremonial opening of this tower, this guitar tower in October and I imagine you became quite popular like some of us do when certain events are coming around 
because of not just the guitar you stole opening. my question. That's what I was going to go <laughs> How popular you get? <laughs> like, all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. For Ken Kennerly, my boy, late February. Honda. Everybody's his go. friend for Honda. That's right. For Paul Jameson, Sunfest. Everybody's his buddy come late April into, in, into May. And I imagine you became very popular as the all-new Guitar Tower opened and the all-new Seminole Hard Rock Hotel Casino Global Resort became... In- integrated. In- integrated into one. Integrated yeah. resort. Indeed. Yeah. So we're... Um, we're really proud of it, needless to say. If anybody's been out there to see it, what, what they've been able to accomplish. Oh, my boss, Jim Allen, I mean, his mind, uh, he's so far ahead of where the rest of us at Hard Rock were and are, that to see his vision come to life like that has been such an incredible experience. It's a, it's a journey from where we were, and I was with them when they were digging in the ground for the first yeah. Casino, really? Uh, before we had, which was it groundbreaking. Was bingo. Excuse the it pun, was, but yeah, it was groundbreaking. I grew bingo. up in Hollywood, right? So I, that was like nothing. It was bingo slot machines. It was machines. bingo slot. It was machines. bingo right. slot machines. And then Hard Rock Hotel, and then it was uh, slots. And then I remember I did an appearance on a Sunday night with like the cast of Sopranos and Carmen oh Electra God. and some of us. You remember that night? Amazing. And Frankie Amazing Vincent was night. there. Oh and my Lauren God! Bracco yes. Was there. And, and, I, and it was the blackjack introduction, and that had to be what two thousand five? I think it was seven. Two thousand seven. I think it was wow. seven. That is crazy. It was seven. Remember yeah. the old Virginia Slims ad? You come a long way, baby. Yeah. That, that's that's what's happened right there at one Seminole Way. Well, what happened is when Jim Allen came in and started working with the tribe, and they wanted to get this off the ground. The Seminole casinos were more viewed as like the bingo halls, the one down the street, mm-hmm. Hollywood Classic, which is still open sure. and still does extremely Incredible. well. Right. There was no reason to close it because it they have their, their own their own right. clientele. Exactly right. But um, they wanted a brand name that would be a little bit more recognizable and take them to an area where they had not been before. And mm. they selected the Hard Rock and were paying some ridiculous amount. Like a, I'm going to throw it out there. I think it was something like twenty five million dollars for the licensing. Mm. Uh, fast forward three years, they bought the Seminole tribe bought the All entire hard rock yeah. brand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was taught it's long incredible. ago that it's never expensive if you can make the money back. That's exactly. You know, right. so that's what real good investing is, is that, you know, Jerry Jones when he bought the Cowboys, <laughs> look at what he's done with that. When you have real vision and mm-hmm. you you know where it's going, the, the price of entry doesn't matter. Listen, we sat down, uh, Ken, who produces this podcast, sat down with Dana White, president of the UFC, the Friday of Super Bowl, and he sat where Susan is to me, and I said, you bought this company for $2 million in the year 2000. <laughs> Sold it for $4.3 billion in 2016. He got the biggest smile, but it was pride in the fact that, how's that for ROI? Right. And I said, I get mad when people <laughs> say $4 billion because I go, you're forgetting the point three. The point three is $300 million. You know, the when, when I'm working with companies all the time now, we have this phrase, what's possible? You don't have a guy like Jim who has vision that says... We can build a guitar hotel, which mm-hmm. is obscene. It's like, what are you kidding me? You know, you get laughed out of the boardroom with and that it, one. And he did. And he did. Are you he serious? Did. Really? Oh, I mean, oh, the, the yeah, architects that he worked with were kind of like, are you crazy? That's right. a, It's impossible. Not possible. And he's like, yes, it is. Figure it out. Figure and it they, out. they finally and, and did. to see it and then know like at nine o'clock or whenever the music goes off mm-hmm. and the lights and the, uh-huh. the stuff yeah. that goes We have several it, shows there. It's that were, unbelievable. It really is. It's, it's like you're looking at it going... I really can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah. This it's guitar unreal. that's standing in the air. Standing when in the you air. fly in, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, I flew in from right. Jacksonville that post Malone weekend of the Winterfest, and <laughs> yeah. I sent Susan a video. <laughs> and I said, I go, because I'm about to go to a party, but down in Fort Lauderdale for Winterfest. And as you know, someone at Hard Rock Hotel Casino, so involved in the community, so involved, title sponsor, Winterfest Boat Parade. And you guys were on your boat with uh, your boy, 
uh, Brett Michaels, Michaels, your new best friend. <laughs> That's because of Susan. because Susan made it happen. But but flying in, you know, you you see that and you're like, wow, like it is larger than life. And the um, the cannons that are on top, the LED cannons, they supposedly go to space. I mean, really? they're just, just infinity. Yeah. Just, that's how high they go. I was staring at that um, Friday of the Ray Lewis event, Super Bowl weekend, staring at the lights, and I go, well, that's... Because uh, remember in, in New York, they did that on the anniversary of 9-11, yeah, sure. but the lights are so much even stronger. Now the technology is so much greater. Um, the uh, Yeah, the property is unbelievable. So as I was saying, community involvement, the casino is very good, and the company is very good about being part of the community, supporting community efforts, because you don't want to just be a business there. You all are integrated part of the fabric. But that starts with... A human being. Somebody needs to drive that that initiative, which is what, you know, the best part about doing a podcast for me is we've been friends a long time, but I did my homework and I do a little Google search and I learned so much about her. I was like, I'm afraid what he's going to read here. All right. What'd you find out? What'd you find out? So much stuff. But but the amount of awards, like I always knew (laughs) that she was philanthropic, but when you see the amount of awards and the amount of initiatives that you've been involved in for your career, that to me is really telling. It's not just a one-off. It's not just about hard rock. This is what I think you brought to no. the table. So, But I will tell you a funny story how this all got started. Great. First of all, it, it started with Max Asiola and the Seminole Tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were a fiber of the community. And when they built a successful casino, the first thing they wanted to do was give back to the community that had given to them. So it started there. It started very much with that mindset of the Seminole Tribe uh, making sure that a lot of the proceeds and if we were going to be philanthropic, it was going to go to the people that had had them survive and bought their trinkets. Mm. And, and this is a, this is a very true story. Mm. So Jim Allen comes on and Lisa Scott founds from Winterfest approaches Jim, podcast, sure. right? approaches Jim about Winterfest. I knew Jim from Atlantic City, and I was extremely, extremely involved in philanthropic events in Atlantic City. My ex-husband was a casino president. I had my own business. I had been with several casinos. And I was, I was very fortunate, and I was in a position to give back in a, in a very large way, personally and professionally. So Jim knew me from that. And one of the things I had stayed away from was the Miss America pageant because... I don't know, you have a limited amount of time Mm -hmm, and a limited amount of dollars. And Mm -hmm. I watched people like take their vacations and like it was the end all and be all buying gowns for these pageant queens. You know, although I know, okay, (laughs) God forgive me. It's a, it's a, it's a scholarship pageant. I understand. But you know, it was just something if, if I had a choice of being involved with the South Jersey AIDS Alliance and making a difference in the lives of people that were at the time being outcast Mm -hmm. and, didn't have money for uh, for drugs. That was an epidemic. epidemic. It was an epidemic back then. I'm going back into the uh, late 80s. Yeah. Yep. And was able to make such a difference in things like that where with my limited amount of time, I was like, I just, you know, you have to pick and choose. So kind of the Miss America thing fell to the bottom of the pile and it's like, man, not going to do that one. So I moved here and I'm working for Jim and he calls me in and he's like, you know, you were really involved in Atlantic City and uh, I want you to get involved in this community event that we're going to be doing. And this was even before we opened the doors and it's Winterfest Boat Parade. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, he's making me be part of the Miss America pageant. (laughs) I was like, how did this happen to me? Sort of. And, and I was a little bit, I was like, well, Jim, you know, like I, I know there are like 
you know, hospitals in it. He's like, trust me, this is what you need to be involved in. And he was 100% right, as usual, because it opened up so many doors, not only for the hotel and their marketing and advertising and the involvement that we were able to do by bringing people in with that, but for me personally as well. It was my introduction into not only the community, but the charitable part of the community. And I met all these people through my initial contact with Winterfest. It's a pretty so, powerful board. It's a I mean, very powerful board. 60 yeah. some odd people. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're running it. I, mean, I love the fact that I'm running yeah. it too. Yeah. Right? We, we, you know, it is really. Is like, it a second full-time job for you? It is. It, oh, this year it did become really? a second full-time job. But yeah. I've been on the board, you know, almost 16 years now. Have you and really? I have. Oh, I did right, wow. know that. Right from wow. the very beginning, Jim wow. had them give me a board seat since I was representing from the hotel. Wow. And I watched and I learned and I watched and I learned. And uh, a few years ago, Lisa came to me and because it's, you know, four years in advance and she was like, you know, do you think you could do it then? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Not realizing, of course, we were opening a Tampa property, right. a Hard Rock property, doing right. all this crazy stuff. Yeah. But I had committed, so I went through with it. And um, there were just some things that I had really watched and wanted to bring to the table when I got there. The timing was a little bit unfortunate for me because it did become really overwhelming mm-hmm. this year with everything that we had doing but, but i think so i've done an okay okay job with well, it so far yes. i haven't been on the board i was not on the board for four michelle and i four years i think and this was my first board meeting this last month mm-hmm. and it was a very different board I mean, meeting. Yeah, it was I, like bam 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 yeah, get through I, it. let's go let's go well, exactly business. i'm very bottom line business business yeah. business okay you that's that's then, then we go drink and then we, then go, then drink. we go drink and then we go drink the only problem is it's like monday night at monday night meetings it's like Monday's usually the dry out there. Yeah, really. <laughs> so. Well, not with Winterfest. It's not. <laughs> that would be the Winterfest Bowl Parade, of which Seminole Hard Rock Hotel Casino is the title sponsor. Title sponsor, yeah. But there's a lot of charity that comes out of that. A lot of uh, It's an umbrella, in a sense, for totally. a, a lot of uh, worthwhile causes in community right here locally. People forget, you know, we talk about, you know, Seminole Tribe, Seminole Nation. Um, that is the U.S.'s only wartime, uh, I guess. Uh, unconquered. Yeah, unconquered. That unconquered. never surrendered. The only wartime. Look at you. At, he knows. You, he, he just knows. drops he a bomb every the show. Only That's his history. Wartime opponent yeah. the United States ever faced. The Seminole Nation said, We refuse to be conquered nor surrender. To this day. To this day. And people they also forget, yep. we're, we're all guests. And don't forget that, right? Because yeah. we're guests of theirs. And I think some folks forget sometimes about how this really operates. You know, these aren't Native Americans, these are, these are just these are natives. This is their world, and we just happen to be visiting. So I think that's it's really an interesting perspective. Most people, really, even the employees of our tribe, don't yeah. understand that yeah. how deeply that goes. Yeah. And it's one time there was a, a new executive who didn't really understand the whole dynamics, and he was saying one of our tribal council members had asked for something, and he was like, "Well, pff, really, we're not going to do that." And I was like, "Do you know what?" That was like you just saying no to Donald Trump mm-hmm. in his casino. Yeah. So what are you thinking? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is, they own this. Do, do this your is ho- sovereign land. Do your homework. Do your homework. Yeah. Know, know who and what you're speaking of. Um, so the uh, Super Bowl was all about you guys this year, and the good news is you get to do it again next year in Tampa. <laughs> well, Congratulations! Well, we don't have a we don't have a stadium in Tampa, but we do you have, have a casino else. hotel. Right. But yeah, I mean that stadium is something, right? I mean, wow, mm. just watching the the game and seeing our the logo game? there. I did not. We okay. had parties at the hotel. Right, figured, we did yeah. the host committee party right, uh, nice. in the afternoon, and then we switched it over to our our customer party. But I mean, but that was like. 
NFL Central. I watched it, boy. The, no, no, no. The, the property, there was so much stuff of course, going on. There was. Of course. You know, other, other disappointing, though. I really do have to say that I was disappointed that all of the coverage and all the major stuff happened in Miami. Mm-hmm. All the players stayed in Miami. Yeah. All the, you know, South all the, like, Beach, you know, really, so it was South it, Beach, right. you know? And I think for the next time, and I'm making a public stance on this, that next time, if we have a Super Bowl here, we really do need to involve Broward and Palm Beach, and yeah. we need to get out well, of we, Miami. We need to get on the committee. I mean, that's the, there is a Super Bowl committee. That, well, there is, but you know, I don't know that that's going to make a difference because my boss was on the Super Bowl was committee. Really? So, yeah. you know, the problem is, I can I, tell you from a media perspective <laughs> that um, you know when Fox sets up shop for the week. And when ESPN and NFL Network set up shop for the week, they will have a presence inside the convention center, media, mm-hmm. radio row, because right. all the player celebrities and whatnot are there promoting whatever they're promoting. But but the backdrop of palm tree, sand, and ocean. See, that that's the thing. Right. Is that because that's where that... Be- now, they could use Fort Lauderdale Beach. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale Beach is beautiful. Right? And you, I mean, look at our guitar. And, and we have oh we God. have sand and water and you've, everything else say, that you could have needed there. You've got a beach right there. You just have to point the camera's facing that way. <laughs> and exactly and here's, right. this happened... Uh, at a Super Bowl in Tampa years ago when they had Gasparilla the same time bad oh planning. Yeah. We went down in Miami to do an event with Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. It was impossible to get around Miami. Oh, it, it, it was true. so I was down there locked. for an event. The I mean, we took the train. Yeah. Here's a plug for Brightline. It was great. Mm-hmm. We got down there. Promo code ESPN. Yes, sir. Use promo code ESPN. <laughs> save your money. From the, from the train station to the Intercontinental Hotel should take three minutes, and it took 48 minutes. Yeah. If you, if you talk to media members that cover Super Bowl, they'll tell you the fa- their favorite place to cover Super Bowl, Indianapolis. Ken's nodding already because Ken knows. because yeah, there's nothing else there. No, no, because, <laughs> because, because everything happens between right. three uh, ho- hotels right. that are connected by one tunnel across wow. the street. So the most you have to walk is 500 feet to be at everything you need to be at. But that's the lazy sports. Listen, we live in paradise. We and, do. And, and, and so congratulations on the commercial, by the way. Um, um, the, the, the commercial great. that runs during the Super Bowl because when this property was built as it was, and I know Emery was showing me and texting me things, and I go, this is truly going to become a global destination. It's not longer for the staycation, daycation mm-hmm. in South Florida. People that would otherwise go to Vegas or go to wherever are going to say, screw it, send that plane to FLL, and let's just spend a week at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino Guitar Tower. Place. And you don't have to leave. You don't ever have so to leave. And to it's that not, point, yes. when we stayed, we were on the beach. Exactly. We beach. have a we have our own beach. That now. was really cool. Like yeah. it wasn't like a fake beach. No, no, it's sand. It was like it's you're yeah. on the beach. It's real sand. Yeah. You know, you know, and so. water sports. Right. Now yeah. we have the kayaking and all of that right. little you do lagoon not need back to there. Leave. You you so, don't need to which leave. Which is so. My question to you is: knowing how visible you are, right, um, and knowing all of the events and all the celebrities that go there, how do you handle the amount of requests? Because you must for every. I mean the the entertainment lineup is incredible. It's, I Every say no a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. People don't like me. I Good mean, what, you. Oh, you know, there's only so much that you could do. Correct. And, you know, we have criteria. Okay. You know, and on a on a professional level, right. it's criteria, mm-hmm. and it's, we try to follow that criteria as far as the donations and the sponsorships. But on a personal level, uh, it was really hard when we got the stadium. We got the name of the, on the stadium because oh everybody thought we actually owned it. Correct. And we don't. Right. I Correct. mean, we right. pay for right. our right. own seats. Right. So, right. you know, customers and friends, they're like, please don't tell me you can't get me tickets to a game. I'm like, I swear I have they to pay for my crazy, own. Right? They, they don't understand that. I had an associate and I helped connect him to Live Nation for the naming rights of a certain venue. And people immediately thought that he owned the Absolutely. venue and owned all the seats and all the inventory. And it's like, that's not how that works. You know, so what do you think of the Super Bowl commercial? Because I thought, I not everybody got the premise of it. 
I certainly did. I thought it was a 60-second action movie a la Michael Bay that proved this is a location where you might see or be seen by anybody mm. and where you need to go and experience for yourself because it's like six different worlds all in one. Well, if you get a chance to go online and look at the extended version of it, that was a very cut-down version, obviously, for yeah, the Super Bowl. Well, $5 million a shot. <laughs> <laughs> 60 seconds, it had, right. to be, it had to be it $8 million. very, very Just condensed. But with, I think there's a two- or three-minute version online, oh, which is that. really cool. And it's, you know... Be, J-Lo, who is like, God, she's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> who looks like that? But God bless Good her. Good jeans. Well, God she doesn't drink. She, she doesn't, yeah. Well, you know, we can't do that. So, <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> But just beautiful, beautiful woman inside and out. But her and Pitbull and A-Rod and Khaled. I mean, it was just, it was staggering to have them all on property. And Michael Bay just, uh, just doesn't get much better so than his, that than hiring point. our first our first commercial produced yeah, not by bad. Michael Bay. Not bad. Know, so to his say. point, I didn't get it. We had a conversation about uh, it. You were, someone, you were someone that didn't I get it. I was one of the ones that was like, I don't get you know, it. Mm. It didn't, you know, but then he told me the broader we share that. And I'm okay with not getting it and mm-hmm. learning. I asked. Wait, after I explained know, it, you still didn't get it? Oh, no, so you no, don't no, trust no, my opinion? No, 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 <laughs> no. So I said to you, I don't get it. You know, I did, that's right. not what I expected. Right. In my view in of what view. I would have done. But what I would have done probably would have been too mainstream or too. You're like, thinking of the elegant spot yes. where the where the uh, man and woman he appears to Rat be pack. of per, of per, per, you know potential Hispanic Latino descent in the Lamborghini convertible. They walk in the Oculus, then they're on stage suddenly yeah, at Hard Rock Live. Commer- that's our standard. That's the standard commercial. Right. That's, that's the standard commercial. Right. Yeah. And this, so was, this was this was so this was yeah. Celebrity Ocean's Eleven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you is go. what yeah. this was, and this is the new headquarters of it all. Right. So, so it, it makes more sense to me. I can't wait to see. Yeah, the when you look at version. the extended version, it shows a little bit more, and it it's not as it's, it operates very quickly because that's the way Michael Bay operates. But yeah. it was, um, it makes a little bit more sense when you do it that way. But literally, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but it was recut mm-hmm. and redone a couple of days before the Super Bowl because of the Kobe Bryant. It was helicopter Bryant. related. Oh, no helicopter. Kidding. Yeah, oh. it was helicopter the, related. It, it was, was, was Billy we Joel were, helicopter. I heard a rumor. No, it no? was. Um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar okay. picking up J-Lo with a helicopter gotcha. at the Hard Rock, oh bringing her oh to the Super Bowl. And amazing how that had wow. to be. And dropping her off to do the commercial. And the commercial was originally slated leading up, that last commercial leading up to Super Bowl, mm. with Kareem Abdul dropping her off at the stadium. In the helicopter. In the helicopter. And seven days to, so, the, to the day. Super Bowl Sunday was so seven there, days from there his So there was passing. no way. Yeah. I mean, every... Yeah. My boss was like, I don't care what it no costs. You're just, it, it. It's out. It's out. Redo the ending. Which is a great decision and, and, and well done. And shout out Ardmore, Pennsylvania, uh, Kobe and, and Jelly Bean and, of course, Pam and Fam. We were talking Ardmore at the beginning. Uh, Kobe, of course, raising that house right there. God bless them. Yeah. You see him out front working on that jumper on a regular basis. Yeah, the commercial's fantastic. I didn't know that about the uh, the change of plans, but but that is, that is that's the right decision and that was that's that's tremendous that somebody decided let's yeah. do the right thing and we had uh we had a town hall meeting with our with jim allen last week and our employees knew about it obviously because everybody saw the commercial being filmed mm-hmm. and you know knew the stance on removing the helicopter and the sensitivity yeah and one of the employees said well now you know you're going to release it right and he said no well, we will never release that that's amazing. out of respect we Ooh. will never release it i'm told here to ask you about something that your parents taught you that you apply to your daily work or your daily work ethic what would that Seriously? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it says. You, so okay. Your parents uh, taught you something that you apply my to your daily work. A lot. Yes, I imagine they did. What forgiveness? was that? Forgiveness? 
Forgiveness. Seriously, that's the answer on there? No, it doesn't say. There's not an answer. (laughs) Shay found it. There's not an answer. There's just a question about something your parents taught you. My parents taught me about forgiveness. And a, a, a lot of things. I was a daddy's girl. My, yeah, yeah. my dad, dad is your hero. Oh, so. my God. My dad, my, I adored him. My mom died when she was younger. So um, I got a chance to bond with my dad the past several years of his life. He had uh, dementia mm-hmm. and lived with me. And, um, wow. you know, what an experience it's, to watch somebody go through that is absolutely horrifying. The, the, the hero that you just adored and did everything for you in your life. Now you have to tie his shoes yep. and just was, you know. It comes full circle, But though. it did come full circle. And the, the the positive that I took out of that was the amount of time that I did get to spend with him because he was living in my home where we got to sit on the sofa every night and watch TV and, you know, just do things that you normally don't do with your folks when you're that And age. you take for granted. And you it'll take for granted. There, it'll be it'll, there. It'll, it'll be, be there. there. So, right. yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful thing. But very Italian, very South Philadelphia, very, you know, make sure you carry your knife with you every place you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Have your knife with you in case you leave the neighborhood. <laughs> you don't need it in South Philly, but if you, if you go don't, to Northeast. Don't trust anybody but me. That was his don't famous line. Don't trust but anybody but me and keep one eye on me. Wow about that so this article that i i googled about you which you know you never know you're friendly with somebody i'm gonna learn stuff all the time i'm gonna learn stuff yeah so this one was amazing she was miss america go ahead what what do you um what do you want your epitaph to read and the answer was this bitch enjoyed every minute of her life (laughs) and she did it in heels she did it in heels (laughs) that's exactly right that is so you that is me. Like that a, is me. This bitch enjoyed every <laughs> minute of it, and she did I mean, it in heels. If you, it, right. So if you know her and hang out with her, that's what we know. We're, we're going to swap we're chairs. Not, Susan's yeah. got, Susan has a faulty yeah. chair. Come on up and down. Ken, can you come over here and help, please? Can oh, you, can tell you, you come back around, too? Thank you. <laughs> Stay where you are, Susan. Like a horse ride. Stay, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand up, Susan. When you read that chair, Ken's going to swap out chairs. Yeah, it's uh, a merry-go-round. Too. Yeah, and yeah, it's. Uh, I think they're playing a trick on me here. <laughs> there you go. So one better? of the things about this article, right, good. which okay. was done by Ginny, oh, no. I, I, okay, she asked you amazing questions that just I found like wow, that's a that's got to be a long ago article. Now, what was this from? 2018. What was what oh, was really? the, uh, okay. the end of 17? What so, was the feature on? Um, it was black tie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it was, it was like one of the first things that came up. Um, Into the mic, brother. Have you met? There you go. Oh. Okay. You know, and so you know, like here we know each other a long time. I'm never about what somebody can do for me. It's just not makes me uncomfortable when people make friends for that. So like I knew who you were when we got introduced. Mm-hmm. I knew what could happen. I wanted to avoid like any of that. So I didn't really know that much about you. I met you. I liked you. We had dinner. I think one of the first times was then when uh, Kuro. Kuro, yeah, Kuro that's opened. right. Kuro. We, we had a blast. And still doing well. Oh my God! God what bless Kuro's that restaurant. Great. It's doing great. Huh? I did a magazine photo shoot there with uh, the with, with Captain know. Lee. Oh. Yeah, did a cocktail hour shoot with another, our friend Captain. Another Captain wonderful Lee. friend. What do I always say about your character? How it is revealed? How is your character revealed? What do I always say? Yeah. By how you treat those that can do nothing for you. It's easy to be nice to people that can benefit you, help you make your life richer, better, more sex, whatever. How do you treat those who can for you? How do you that was an interesting minutes. concept. <laughs> That's one of the tenets. I mean, in, in, I'm single now. Hey, hey. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, world. Welcome, welcome to the For my audience. <laughs> it's easy for people to be nice to those that can do something for them, can make their life easier, make them look good, make them fame, money, or sex. 
How do we treat those who can do nothing for us? When you want to be friendly with someone because of their vibe, their generosity, who, who they are internally, not their position, title, wealth, power, well, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Us I as mean, human we, beings. We, we live in a world, and I try and teach you know, salespeople, which is sort of my gig, I try and teach them that it's really all about them, not about you. Mm-hmm. And most salespeople, it's all about them. What can I get? What can I take? How can they pay me? What can I, you know, how much money will you spend with me? Yeah. You know, so that paradigm shift is so hard for salespeople to get out of, of their course. way. Of course. And this has become even more noticeable at management. What's happening is I'm getting in and I'm dealing with the sales culture. Mm-hmm. And then I realize management is telling them, we want to train you on all of this new stuff, but get your ass out there and make a deal and do and sell it and right. do it. And right. so, you know, what I admire is that you work for a guy who has very high standards. Very high standards. But he put good people in place. I mean, doesn't he have a background with the Yankees? Did, Jim I Allen? Think, yeah. No. No? I thought for some reason he No, had... listen, Jim Allen came up as a line cook. I mean, You're he's, kidding. he grew up very poor. In uh, no Pleasantville, New Jersey, I worked in a pizza shop, worked for the casinos Even in the better. kitchen, and made his way through the ranks. I mean, talk about making good. And he brought with him that culture, and it, he's the most generous, quietly generous man I've ever met in my entire life. Right. His he brand gives is not out in hundreds front of, it. of thousands of dollars to charity, not through the Hard Rock. He does it out of his pocket Good and that's him. not something that we advertise he would kill me <laughs> if i ever tried to advertise something like that Good he's not him. listening today no, i don't think no, he's no, traveling no, so he won't hear no, this no, but he, won't, he, won't he is truly the most generous man i've he, ever met i bet he does listen though I so bet you, he, does. he probably does <laughs> well, so i'm sorry jim here. <laughs> so you sorry. get inspiration from him oh absolutely who else do you look for you know because you're obviously there's people looking up to you I see it at Winterfest. I see it, you know, how you are in the community. People do look up to you. You created a high bar. Who do you look to, you know, for your direction, your inspiration? Well, other than Jim, who really does inspire me almost on a daily basis, not only work-wise, but personally. um, You know, we have an an amazing tribal council, and they Mm. bring a totally different perspective to Mm -hmm. it. So I learned through their different identities and, and how they go about doing things and I've learned so much from learning about their culture and the way they do give back mm. and then of course you know I, you learn from everyone I learn from the kids that work for me wow. because they bring a different perspective to the table and sure. it's like if you're not learning something every day you might as well pack it in you sent so, me one of the sales guys who I was did who's my mentor I have a lot of people that I try to mentor and he so, was like she told me to call you and I said fine come and she goes wow really you get take a meeting and I went and worked with him because, and the way he spoke about you was so telling. Last question, because we're out of time. We're actually over time. Oh, no. Most crazy. gratifying, crazy? Mo- real quick, yeah. rest, most gratifying part of your job, because you get to do so much True. within community affairs. Most gratifying part of this job for you is what? Just giving back. Just knowing that we are making a difference. We. Amen. You mean it wasn't Amen. dancing Wait. with, uh, what's his name? Well, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Brett, Brett Michaels? <laughs> Brett Michaels. Oh, I boy. get to do a lot of cool things, but knowing Susan that we made a difference. Renison, Philly girl who made yeah. good. <laughs> Vice President, Community Affairs, this Special Events, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. And great to see you as always. Thank you. And welcome to Single this Life. This went by so fast. Yeah, so it is. yeah, that's what she said. All right. Uh, Stevie, as we wrap it up, why don't you tell us something good like we always do? Music, please. We're going to go celebrate... 
our friend coming to uh, Palm Beach. So I don't think it gets better than that. Yeah. When you say celebrate, you mean afternoon cocktails? Yes, sir. All right. Must be we, nice. We like day drinking. Must be nice. I'll hit you up at five when I get off the air. Please do. See where Please you're do. at. We, we will still be going. For Steve Nittleberg, Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening. We will catch you next time in the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. So long, everybody.